Today on Locked on Mariners, while being interviewed for a feature story in Cincinnati Magazine about my radio station, everything that could go wrong does go wrong, including my two most popular DJs getting drunk on the air and three members of my staff getting arrested at a pep rally while trying to promote the station. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. You know, the creator and producer actually wrote that episode, but put a different name in the in the uh, credits. Welcome oh. to Locked... Yeah, he did. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yesterday, not a great day. Today, not shaping up to be much better, but here I am, D.C. Lundberg, here to present another episode, sort of of Locked on Mariners, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tloppin, brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Please remember to download and follow this program on whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked on Mariners podcast or any program here on Tloppin. Yesterday, I was going to have uh, Stacy Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees here to preview the upcoming series against the Yankees, oddly enough. And yeah, no show yesterday. Again, not a great day to be D.C. Lundberg. We do have Stacy Gatsoulias here today, and even though the series is in progress, we're going to preview the next couple of days. And last night's game, well, it happened. And uh, here to talk about that with me, Locked On Yankees host, first-time guest, Stacy Gatsoulias. Stacy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, you know, it was a late night. That game ended late for us on the East Coast. So <laughs> I do not envy you, East Coast um, or even uh, Central Time yeah. uh, baseball fans who are playing out on the West Coast, especially since games have been running so much longer this year than they have in the past. I mean, even the games that be, that end at ten thirty. I'm here on the Pacific Coast. I'm not nearly as young as I used to be. For me, that's late. So I don't right. know how you guys do it. I was joking about this last night that, you know, when I actually was commuting into the city from the suburbs and I'd stay up and watch West Coast games, mm-hmm. I would go into work like a zombie the next day. Yeah, that because does... I'm stupid enough to stay up and watch the whole game. <laughs> yeah. In any case, that last night's game, I don't want to talk about it too awfully long just because it was what it was. Uh, just as Sheffield, one and two thirds innings, five hits, six runs, they're all earned. Three bases on balls, a home run. He did strike out too, so there's that, I suppose. But there was something that came out about Justice Sheffield today. And of course, I closed the app because I'm a moron. I'm getting it back up right now as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he says he, he is not 100%. He said that he's going through some health issues and has been for much of the season. So that might be an explanation as to uh, what is going on. You know, the, the other simple explanation was that he just simply has not had control or really feel for his slider or his changeup that he had last year. And uh, command of all of his pitches has seemingly just completely disappeared on him, which was actually okay last year. So we're going to, I guess, monitor that situation, so to speak, a little bit. And it also came out that his rotation spot might be in jeopardy. Rob, he's uh, scheduled to start Sunday, and Robert Duggar might start that game and it might be a bullpen game or the Mariners reportedly might be looking at acquiring a minor league type pitcher to fill his uh, rotation spot but uh, getting just getting back to last night's game not only did Sheffield just completely implode Hector Santiago three and a third innings he gave up three runs on seven hits Rafael Montero two runs 
uh, pardon me, two innings, two innings, three runs, a uh, home run on five hits. That was mop-up duty by then, so really who cares? On the flip side, James Tyone, seven innings, four hits, one run was earned, a walk, and nine strikeouts. And Stacy, you were telling me before we uh, began recording that you were surprised that he had that good of an outing. outing. Pardon me, would you mind expanding on that? Well, Tyone's issues this season so far has been length and throwing too many pitches too soon. So there's a lot of five-inning outings, four and two-thirds, mm. an occasional six. So the fact that he lasted seven, um, the fact that he threw over 100 pitches, and the fact that he didn't give up any home runs, and that's another problem with him. He'll cruise, mm-hmm. and then he'll have a bad inning where he gives up three runs. Or he'll start off a game where he gives up three runs and then cruises the rest of his outings. So this was a pretty balanced good outing from him um going into the game i didn't no offense because i'm on the east coast i don't pay attention to the west coast until the playoffs get closer and you kind of know who's going to make the playoffs so i don't really pay attention to teams past like you know um the allegheny river (laughs) (laughs) so i didn't really know much about the Mariners coming in. I just knew they were 45 and 40. They're doing a little better than the Yankees and the Yankees are, you know, not doing well and coming into a road trip where they're facing Seattle on the road and the Astros on the road. And Mm -hmm. I was very worried about Tyone coming into the game and he shocked the hell out of me in a good way. So (laughs) the Mariners, just to kind of fill you, the Mariners have been very, very inconsistent. They've gone through stretches where they have just, they've looked like the 1962 Mets and mm. they've also gone through stretches where they've looked like the 1927 Yankees. They're coming Same off, with the Yankees. yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're tied in the loss column now. They both both teams now have 41 losses. So in my estimation, they're pretty much tied. Right. And uh, this is one of those games. The Mariners have been playing pretty good baseball lately. I shouldn't say that they've won a lot of games lately. They've had some luck. They have been playing some good baseball. Uh, last night's game, notwithstanding, <laughs> but they can just turn hot and cold just in an instant and this might be another start of a cold stretch who knows but also looking over the box scores every single member of the new york yankees uh, starting lineup reached base the only player not to collect a hit was gary sanchez and he drew two bases on balls and right. looking and the mariners only collected five hits all game they did walk four times struck out 12 times one thing the mariners do pretty well is work the count and especially ace fraley or Jake Fraley. I call him Ace Fraley because I'm, I'm a rock and roll fan. I have other nicknames, too. We can get into that a little bit later, Stacy. But uh, J.P. Crawford, uh, 0 for 3, he drew one of the walks. Luis Torrens, Dylan Moore, Shedlong Jr. drawing the other walks. Ace went, let's see, he went 0 for 4, two strikeouts. I didn't see last night's game, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I made the mistake of not bringing my laptop to class last night. So I wound up having to do about 45 minutes worth of classwork on my phone with little tiny text, and I had a rip-roaring headache, did not want to look at any more screens when I got home. So this is all pretty much new information to me as of this morning, although I knew that Sheffield uh, blew up. And other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot else to say about this particular game, Stacy. <laughs> it was bad from a Mariners perspective. I'm sure that uh, that uh, you guys out there you know, in the uh, in New York area, we're very happy to see this. Justice Sheffield, also a former Yankee, something has been up with him all season, and now we might start to be getting some answers, much like we got some answers why Shedlong Jr. struggled so much last year. 
you know, he, he undergoes some surgery after the season, and we find out, oh, he's been playing the entire season on a bum leg. No wonder he hit 171. Same thing might be going on here. I'm not sure. Again, we will uh, keep you updated on that situation. Uh, time for the trivia corner, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, on this date... 20 years ago, the first perfect game in Pacific Coast League history was thrown. I'll tell you all about it after this word from the Spotify Green Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, mm-hmm, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Mariners once per week. Have not done mine for the week thus far. That'll be coming up later. Green Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. Oh, <coughs> pardon me. You'll find fans on there just like yourself for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Download the free Green Room app now, currently available for all iOS devices with a beta version for Android. Be sure to create a profile and join the Major League Baseball group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Locked On Mariners, yes, yes, what, what, to be notified when my room goes live. I have not done mine this week. It's probably going to have to wait uh, for the weekend to do that, I'm not sure. But do follow me and you'll get a notification when I open up my room. Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. On July 7th, 2001, the Calgary Cannons were on the wrong side of the first perfect game in the history of the Pacific Coast League. And Mariners fans, you might remember who the pitcher was. It was John Halama of the Tacoma Rainiers, who had begun the season with the Mariners, but was sent out a couple weeks prior um, after struggling at the big league level. But this perfecto earned him a recall. And, and and in his 15 games with the Mariners after being recalled, he posted a 3.06 ERA, and opponents hit just 2.06 off the big left-hander. You might also recall that he was the player to be named later in the deal that sent Randy Johnson to the Astros. Coming up, as a member of the Yankees coaching staff walked away from the team in order to pursue his dream of becoming a male exotic dancer? No, no he hasn't. Now this word of interest from Rock Auto, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and so easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts, gang? I can't think of a reason to do that. So go on over to rockauto.com right at this exact moment to see all the parts available for your car, truck, van, SUV, or crossover. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know for an undisputed fact we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much. We are back here with uh, Stacy Gotsoulias and my tongue-tiedness, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know why there was no show yesterday. But in any case, <laughs> we're going to talk Yankee pitching and some Mariner pitching to boot. And why not? Uh, here in the upcoming segment with the Locked On Yankees host, Stacy Gotsoulias, who I sure hope is way more articulate than I am this, uh, this morning, although that's not a high bar to cross. Pitching for the Yankees tonight is uh, Domingo Herman. He has a 4-5 and record and a 4-5-0 earned run average. Lots of 4s and 5s in those numbers. Uh, Stacy, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Mr. Herman? 
expect him to give up at least two home runs tonight because he enjoys doing that. Okay. All right. Good <laughs> he's, news. He's, yeah, he's homer prone. Mm. Um, and it doesn't matter if the team has a bad offense. It doesn't matter anything. He just, it's something that's happening this season to him. It's frustrating to watch. I was at the game last Wednesday when the Angels made that comeback on a roll as Chapman. But to start the game, Herman gave up a two-run home run and the Yankees found themselves in a two-nothing hole. And then the Yankees scored seven against Shohei Otani in the bottom of the first. And it was uh-huh. a very odd game. And Herman kind of settled down from there. But yes, he's prone to the long ball. So um, I wouldn't put money on it because I'm not that type of a person. But if I were to put money on it, I would say he would give up at least one home run tonight. The Mariners tend to rely on the home run ball to score the majority of their runs. So that might play into the Mariners' favor. I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure. Opposing and also uh, playing into the Mariners' favor is the fact that they have uh, Yusei Kikuchi going for them, who's just had a fantastic season. Overall for the season, he has an ERA of 318. In a six and three record, but since April 29th, that ERA is I have a two three three a two three three earned run average since April 29th, and an opponent's batting average of 173. And he also tends to go fairly deep into ball games, which is good for the Mariners since they don't have he's really their only pitcher who's done that outside of Chris Flexen, who's done that from time to time. Kikichi San is the only pl- uh, p- pitcher, pardon me, who's done that consistently. We all thought it was going to be Marco Gonzalez. Something is also clearly not. <laughs> he's very un Marco like this year. Very odd to see that. But that is the uh, pitching matchup for tonight and tomorrow. As soon as I get it up, I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday is a 1.10 p.m. Pacific Coast start time. That would be a 4.10 p.m. in the greater New York area. Going for the Yankees is going to be, as soon as it pops up, ha ha, here it is, Mr. Jordan Montgomery, 3-3 record and a 4-1-7 earned run average. Uh, let us know about Mr. Montgomery, if you would, please. He's another inconsistent uh, pitcher for the Yankees. Sometimes he looks good. Sometimes he looks bad. Sometimes it happens in the same outing. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm, a lot yes. of instances for Yankee pitchers where it's not a full outing that's terrible. They'll do okay and then implode. And that tends to happen with him. Um, you know, he was coming back from Tommy John surgery last season, didn't have enough starts to really get anything going so I still consider this his comeback season from Tommy John surgery Mm -hmm. and I would expect him to um, improve at some point Uh, my favorite Jordan Montgomery nugget and I say this all the time is the fact that he has both CC Sabathia and Andy Pettit texting him because they're lefties he's lefties and I just love that they're his mentors and I those are good mentors to have yeah I mean can you imagine you know being out with someone and your phone dings and you know oh who's that oh Andy Pettit yeah no big deal just Mr. Pettit yeah oh please (laughs) yeah that would be pretty cool (laughs) so yeah he's inconsistent um not terrible but it's just it's frustrating. It's like the team. It's it's so funny how the players this year are playing like the team are as it, or the team is as a whole. It's just it's it's a very odd season. So. You could also be describing the Mariners and talking about that because when you were talking about Mr. Tyone, that sounded to me like the season Justin Dunn is having, where mm-hmm. he'll throw a lot of pitches early, get in trouble in one or two innings, and he won't make it out of the fifth or sixth. That's Justin Dunn. Mm-hmm. So we, we've seen that over here in Seattle as well. 
Opposing Mr. Montgomery Thursday afternoon is Logan Gilbert, the uh, young pitcher who is um, for the season has a 4.10 ERA and a 2-2 record. However, after his first two starts, where you know he more or less kind of struggled his first two big league outings. After those first two starts, he has an ERA of 3.09 and 38 strikeouts in 35 innings, as opposed to only eight walks. That's a pretty decent ratio. So he is not necessarily settled into his role because he still had some rocky type outings. He also throws a lot of pitches, hasn't gone deep into a whole lot of ball games. Longest he's gone is six innings and 80 pitches. Last time, 101 pitches in five and two thirds innings. And then the start before that was the one that was washed away by rain in Chicago. Throw that one away. And then he went 100 pitches and five and two thirds innings. I have to correct myself. He did go six and two thirds innings on June 13th. That is his longest outing. 92 pitches there. So he's pretty much stretched out to the number of pitches he's going to throw. It's just a matter of how efficient he is, much like Mr. Tyone, which you were talking about earlier. <laughs> so, so Gilbert's young. Um, this is his first taste of big league action. You know, really took his lumps, his first two starts, his second start in particular, and since then has been pretty good, you know, in terms of how young pitchers can be. Actually quite impressive. Um, I've been impressed by him, and uh, I hope other people around baseball have been as well. We'll talk about maybe the Yankee offense coming up in uh, C block here, but before that occurs, if you have a question or a comment, I encourage you to send it on in to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Questions and comments on any subject are highly encouraged. It does not have to be about the Mariners. It does not have to be about sports at all. I did get a question about the excessive celebration uh, thing, which I talked about a little bit on Monday. That uh, might take up an entire segment next time we do a mailbag episode. So if you want to get in for that, probably doing one next week, LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, the place to send those messages. Coming up, Stacy and I talk about more stuff. Yeah, that's it. But first, this word from Built Bar, the greatest protein bar in the history of greatest protein bars. They're high in protein and fiber, low in sugar and calories, but best of all, they are high in good old-fashioned deliciousness, gang. Go on over to BuiltBar.com to place an order so you can try them for yourself and you can thank me later. You can order their variety box to sample a little of everything, or compile a box of the three flavors you would most like to try, like cookies and cream, cherry, and patent leather. If you try to use promo code SNORK, SNORK, SPURKITY SPURK, nothing happens. So use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout instead. That'll get you 15% off your order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Built Bar, cats ask for it by name. And also, this uh, word from Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season has been in full swing for quite some time now, and you can track the action at Bet Online. Get, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs of the playoffs. Head on over to the website. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, DC Lundberg. Thank you once again, JM. Final segment here on Locked On Mariners today with Stacy Gotsulius of Locked On Yankees. And I realized after I had read my advertisements 
that we never talked about the Yankee bullpen, which would have been great to talk about during this segment in which we actually talk about pitching. But since I'm scatterbrained, we're going to do it here. How's that, Stacey? Sounds good. All right. How's the Yankee bullpen been? There's there's a question if there ever was one. This, This is why I make the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, okay. Overall, if you take a role as Chapman out, <laughs> okay. If you take a role as Chapman out of the equation for the past uh, month and a half, the bullpen's been pretty solid. You know, Jonathan Luizic is having himself a really good season. He's one of my favorites to watch. He's just improving so much, and I love the fact that he's in his mid twenties, but he looks like he's about twelve in the face. <laughs> and every time he comes out to pitch, I mean, you know, he has tattoos and stuff, so that makes him look a little older, but. You know, if he comes into a game at any point the next two nights, Mariners fans, just look at his face and think, wow, yeah, he does really look like he's 14. So anyway. (laughs) Can I break in here for a second? Because Harold Reynolds went through the same thing when he was first called up to the Mariners. He was playing in Kansas City one day, and he overheard one of the fans, uh, you know, some kid in the stands say, why'd the bat boy play? (laughs) <laughs> so at that point he said, all right, that's it. I'm growing a mustache so I can actually look like an adult. Started to, to jump in, but I love that story. No, that's funny. Um, you know, Aroldis Chapman comes into the game last night with a 12-1 lead, loads the bases. And I had joked before he even got into the game, and most Yankee fans were joking, is an 11-run lead big enough for him? Then he loads the bases, and we're all thinking, is he kidding right now? He has no command, no control. He has no idea where his pitches are going. He can't throw over to, like, 96 miles an hour anymore. I don't know what happened. Hmm. Um, If you take him out of the bullpen, they're doing pretty well. Darren O'Day came back for two games. Now he's hurt again his hamstring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something's wrong with his hamstring. He's back on the 10-day IL. I actually forgot Darren O'Day was in the bullpen because he got (laughs) injured so soon in the season when they said Darren O'Day is working his way back to the team. And I thought to myself, oh, that's right. The Yankees had Darren O'Day in April. Huh. Um, (laughs) He's also 38 years old, ladies and gentlemen, has been in the big league since 2008. He's been around a long time. Well, you're a music person. You'll appreciate this. When I first heard of Darren O'Day, every time he came into a game, you know, when he was pitching for... Baltimore or whoever he was pitching for back in the day. Mm -hmm. Undercover Angel by Alan O'Day always popped into my head because his name was Darren O'Day, because that's how my brain works. (laughs) Your brain works quite well. Yes. So when he came to the Yankees, I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to have that song stuck in my head all season. (laughs) Um, You know, Chad Green's been solid. I feel like while Aroldis Chapman is struggling and while Zach Britton is back on the IL, Chad Green should probably step into the closer role. I don't know if Aaron Boone thinks that way because he keeps saying he has confidence in Chapman, which I don't know how that's possible because Chapman has not pitched well since mid-May, and I've said this on my show. It's one thing for a closer or anyone in the bullpen to go through a stretch. Mm -hmm. A stretch is usually maybe two or three possibly four bad outings but we're getting into the 10 11 12 bad outings here from chapman and this is more than a stretch um i also joked that maybe he needs the all-star break off but he somehow was voted onto the all-star team so i guess he's not going to get that break (laughs) interesting (laughs) next week (laughs) and to your point i'm looking at uh, chapman's game logs here uh, the first earned run he gave up was on May 23rd, and mm-hmm. since then he has an ERA of 11.57. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, it has been, I, I said earlier, I was at that game last Wednesday when he gave up the Grand Slam to the Angels, and as soon as he loaded the bases, I said to my brother, he's giving up a Grand Slam, and my brother goes, nah, next pitch, boom, and my brother just looks at me and goes, did that actually just happen? <laughs> Un, un, unfortunate prophecy. Two years. Yes. It was my first game in person in almost two years, and I'm sitting here going, "Is he real? Did this really just happen?" Plus, I was there for six hours because there were two rain delays. We oh, didn't get man. home till two fifteen in the morning. It was just no wonder why I was sick all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, and yeah. just just to wrap up on Chapman, six point seven walks per nine innings this year. Uh, that's in the stratosphere, ladies and gentlemen. 15.8 strikeouts, so a strikeout-to-walk ratio actually isn't terrible, but mm-hmm. you're, he's still putting a lot of runners on base, a whip of almost 1.5. Chad Green, on the other hand, a whip of 0.738 and 1.7 walks per nine innings. So you might be onto something here. Also, much fewer hits per nine innings. I'm also seeing Lucas Letge in this bullpen, former Mariner who was a part of the combined no-hitter about uh, nine years ago, if memory serves. Yes. So that's a good name. That's a good name uh, from Mariners past, and he'd been out of the big leagues for a while. This is yeah. his first taste of big league action, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, where he only pitched one game for the Mariners that season at age 28, and now he's back at age 34. So that's good to see. I'm happy to see him back. we got to talk about the Yankee offense here a little bit, unless there's anything that you would like to wrap up in terms of talking about relief pitching. Well, I just want to say about Lecky, I was happy to see him make the team. I mean, it also helped that Britain was hurt going into the season and it kind of opened up a spot for him. Mm-hmm. But when I saw his story, saw he hadn't pitched since, wow, my accent really just came out there. When I saw <laughs> <laughs> that he hadn't pitched since 2015, I thought that that could be a really you know, like a feel-good story for the season. Someone that hasn't pitched in so long makes the roster and actually contributes to the team. He's had a couple of rough outings. He's unfortunately had to come in to follow Chapman after Chapman has est the bed. So that doesn't really help either. But overall, he's doing, you know, for someone who hadn't pitched in the majors in that long, yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. I just don't like that he has to come in and mop up Chapman's mess, and I wish Boone would stop doing that to him. <laughs> I'll go over some numbers before we move on to the offense uh, for Letke. He's a three four six earn run average for the season in 32 games, 41 and two-thirds innings. A pretty respectable whip at 1.152, giving up... Uh, you know, a lot of hits ratio-wise, not a lot of hits, but a fair number of hits ratio-wise, 8.9 per nine innings. Not a lot of walks, 1.5 per nine. Strikeouts are up there, too, at 9.7 per nine. Those are pretty nice numbers for a relief pitcher, especially, like you said, one who hasn't pitched in the big leagues in, in six years. And since he is a former Mariner and has a significant piece of Mariner's history, I'm also happy to see him doing well. On to the offense now, and uh, they have a team batting average. The Yankees do of 237. That is ninth in the American League. On base percentage is 324. That's fourth in the American League. So that tells me that they're drawing a lot of walks. There is, in fact, first in walks in the American League with 338. They have a 721 OPS, seventh in the American League. I meant to read their slugging percentage pardon me, which is 397 eighth in the American League. What um, what type of team offensively do the Yankees have? Just kind of off the top of my head, the word that springs to my mind is a word that also springs to mind when I think of the Mariners. It's inconsistent. Am I on track there? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a stretch there where the Yankees were winning, but it was because the pitching was doing so well. It was around the stretch when Kluber threw his no-hitter mm-hmm. in Texas, um, you know, Domingo Herman threw seven innings that week. 
Jordan Montgomery threw seven innings that week, but the offense only scored two runs a game. <laughs> you know, and it was one of those, it was like three games in a row where the Yankees didn't score until after the starter came out of the game and they got into the team's bullpens. Right. Um, and then you have games like last night where they just explode. Although last night was the highest run total and highest hit total 12 and 18 all season. So, um, and they had scored 10 runs the other day, and that was the first time they had scored in double digits since April 30th. So for a team whose offense was much better than they are, mm-hmm. it's kind of sad in a way that it took this long for them to score 12 runs in a game. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that maybe, you know, now that we're fully into summer, they're going to be playing in hot weather. Balls will carry more. Um, but going through the numbers... Certain guys, Glaber Torres, are hitting way more ground balls than fly balls. His ground ball percentage compared to his fly ball percentage has shifted so much since his 38 home run season in 2019 that it's actually kind of scary. Hmm. And I feel like the Yankees need to figure out what the hell is wrong with him. <laughs> Gary Sanchez, as you pointed out last night, even though he was over three, he walked a couple times. He has picked it up a lot since May. He looked at video of himself. He figured out something that was happening in his stance. And ever since then, he's been pretty consistent at the plate and helping the Yankees out a lot offensively. I feel like they need to do the same for Glaber Torres because something is happening there. Mm -hmm. And the Yankees insist on... He didn't play last night. He was scratched. But they insist on batting him sixth. And it's just not working. And they need to do something about it because it's very odd for someone to go from 38 home runs in 2019. Last season was an odd one for everyone. A lot of players had seasons that weren't expected. You know, Christian Yelich, I can think of him. He, you know, his 2020 wasn't anything to write home about. That is the one I always keep going back to. That is the prime example. Yeah. And I feel, I thought that maybe because this was a full season and Glaber had the normal preparation time and you know didn't have any starts and stops like they did last season that things would pick up and he's staying at the same level he was at last season and that needs to pick up Aaron Judge I'm not gonna hold on um he has been playing most of the season I think he's only missed three or four games hasn't had to hold on knocking on wood again gone on the (laughs) IL um (laughs) that's a problem for him it has been historically but he's been pretty much their most consistent player even though he's not that consistent if that makes sense so makes total sense we're in the same boat here I mean you're you could very well be describing the Mariners with just different names honestly Mm -hmm. these two teams are so similar to each other in terms of, of, of their consistency and the one one more name that I am seeing here is uh I don't remember if he won the batting title a couple of years ago, but he was DJ LeMahieu hitting oh, yes. 276 this year. Didn't he hit 346 a couple of years ago? Well, he, you know, he came over. He was expected to be a utility player. That's basically what Brian Cashman got him for. And he didn't even start opening day 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like Troy Tulowitzki was in the game opening day 2019. That shows oh. you what was happening with the Yankees <laughs> back then. Holy Toledo. Yeah. And LeMahieu... You know, people were expecting him to come out of cores, be a solid player, not hit, you know, uh, I think he hit more home runs in 2019 than he had in the previous two seasons combined going to Yankee Stadium. And it's not like he's a lefty using the front, por- the front porch, the short porch. He's a righty. 
you know? And mm-hmm. it was just like, where the hell did this guy come from? So now he's playing more like DJ LeMayhew, which is fine. It's just compared to the last two seasons, it's a slight disappointment. That makes total sense. And he did yeah. hit uh, more home runs in 2019, 26 of them, than 2017 and 18 combined where he hit 23. So it was close. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. close, but it was more. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I had, you know, I had forgotten that he wasn't exactly a world beater in Colorado. Very solid. And those are the type, types of numbers uh, that he is putting up this year. So thank you for pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> any other general thoughts on the offense before we wrap up and get the heck out of here? I was disappointed that Giancarlo Stanton's home run was only one 115.8 exit velocity because it <laughs> seemed like it was a lot. I mean, it, it seemed like he was going to knock over the uh, left field seats out there with the way he hit that ball last night. It's too bad he's not left-handed. He could put a window out and they hit it here cafe. <laughs> Although I think those windows are designed not to do that. But the way some of these players are hitting the ball these days, that's yeah. not a guarantee that those windows are going to hold. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that is it. Stacy. thank you very much uh, for joining us here today. First time on Locked on Mariners. I do hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank you Excellent. for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Hope to have you again in the near future. Uh, where can people find you on the socials if they are so inclined? And tell us about your show. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Scotts because my full name is way too long. Um, <laughs> you know, I also tweet from the Locked on Yankees podcast account on Twitter and I also co-host the IBWAA podcast, the Internet Baseball Writers Association podcast. And, uh, yeah, you can find me there as well. Excellent. Thank you very much once again. I will be back with you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, going over tonight's game. Joining me to do that will be Balky Bartokamus, Sweetums, and an English Muffin. Please remember to download and follow Locked On Mariners. Look for us in any podcasting app you can think of. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. And remember to check out all the other great shows here on the Locked On Network, including Locked On Yankees. That'll do it for me. I am DC Lundberg. I'll be back with you tomorrow, unless I'm not. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.